Spain shows us just how far this world has fallen. A Michigan rep says the quiet part out loud and, of course, gets punished for it. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about autopilot parenting. Are you doing it? Can you get out of it? Yes, you can. All this and more on the Self-Evident Podcast. Welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. You got Mike. There is no Massey right now. It's, you have us it's again. It's a sad thing, but I've got you guys. Again. That's all I need. For the second straight week. It's really all I need is you guys. Um, they are actually in Nevada, so be sure to check out, if you are in Nevada, check out our Facebook for details of where they're going to be, what they're going to be doing. Massey and Carrie are out there right now. Man, um, it's going to be a changed place when they come back, so... By all means, check them out. Go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Get yourself some merch. Get yourself a t-shirt. Get yourself a book. Don't forget, you can get Become Forged, my book on how to develop men, whether you got a young son, whether you're a man who's like, man, I just, I need to do something with my life. This is a toolbox for you. There might be something in there that'll help you progress or help you help your son progress. So be sure to get that on theselfevidenttruth.com if you order it. If you read it, re- leave a review. If you bought it on Amazon, be sure to leave a review. That helps algorithms and all of that. So, are we ready, guys? We all set? Yeah, well, we have a text to give option. Ah, uh, yes. I'm so glad you remembered. All right, Go Nathan, for it. Nathan, you're Pitch up. it. All right. So, you are going to text give, the word give, to 772-242. 0299 that is 772-242-0299 and you can text the word give awesome perfect now we are ready now we're ready um all right news bits number one coming at you spain uh put up the slide I don't want you guys to look at it, but I want you guys to look at it. And if you're an audio listener, I'm going to tell you it's probably a good thing you're listening on audio right now because this is absolutely ridiculous. Downright gross. So a city in Spain, Torreveja, which has named itself the gay capital of Spain, has a pride parade. Somehow, pride includes dressing up young kids as young as nine in erotic lingerie. What are we coming to? I don't even feel right posting up that picture, let alone the video. But at least you saw the picture. I'm not going to do the video. Uh, The video shows the children being instructed to mimic adults performing provocative, gyrating gestures through the streets of the town in front of adults. Isaiah is slamming his head on the microphone right now. <laughs> so weird. It's so weird, isn't it? It's like, why is this? Wh- who thinks this is a good idea? Go ahead, bud. Like, <laughs> who who dresses up kids to tell them to mimic their like their adults? Right. Like that's like. 
It's sick, Spain, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Apparently, Spain does. Spain does it. Well, and America tries to as America well. America tries, but uh, parents are apparently parents are a little more smart here in America. Yeah. Well, in so. in one of the videos, there's a lady who's putting candy in the mouths of the kids. Now, in the clubbing culture, somebody will slip you something like MDMA and put it on your tongue, right? And it's like the way she does it is almost mimicking like club lifestyle. And then other videos show adults in the same outfits doing the same thing. So what are you teaching these kids, right? What are you actually teaching these kids? At the very least, putting candy in their mouths is showing a dopamine hit of sugar as a reward for the behavior. So you're trying to reinforce the behavior. You're not just saying, hey, this is good behavior to do. We're going to reinforce it with a dopamine hit. And they want to produce good feelings during this. It's Pavlov dogs. They are truly, I, I know it sounds cliche that they are training these kids. They're, they're trying to groom them. This is what grooming is. And we're probably going to get banned because I use that word. But this truly is the context and definition of grooming. How else would you look at it? If they are cheering on these nine-year-olds to dance around, in lingerie, they're putting candy on their tongues. They're they're witnessing and promoting this. What do you think it's doing in the kid's mind? The kid is going, oh, adults approve of this. People like it when I do this. This is a good thing to do. You are grooming kids. This is absolutely disgusting and ridiculous. I don't understand how the anybody standing there and you look at the crowd like if you go ahead and follow the link to the the news article watch the twitter videos you'll see grown-ups ogling these kids <laughs> what parent puts their kids in this situation says that's a good idea did you got something bud no you good so that's my take on it I, this this shows the degradation of the Western civilization. And I know that sounds cliche, and that's not something I'm going to get deep into, but as Christians, the world is getting darker, which actually gives us hope because we have more of a contrast. So when we see something like this, we can look at it, commentate on it, and say, but there is a better way. And if it's very rare that you're going to meet somebody. They are out there, but it's very rare you're going to meet somebody who stands by the feeling that, no, this is completely acceptable and absolutely good for my child. And the only people who are actually like, no, this is really good for my kid, they're busted in the head. They truly are. And there's a lot of evil people that are pushing this forward. And someone had made the comment on the, on the Twitter thread, or X thread, that... Do you notice none of the organizers have a group picture or anything? Huh, go figure. The organizers aren't putting their pictures out there, their videos out there. Let's see them. Let's see who is organizing this, huh? Anyways, ready to go to the next one? So a Michigan rep says quiet part out loud. Young Republican state representative in Michigan lost his committee assignment and funding allotment after he retweeted a social media post that ref referenced the Great Replacement Theory. 
So this guy, Shriver, retweets a post. And we've noticed this more and more in politics, especially in Canada, but now it's happening in America too, where all you have to do is retweet a post and you're suddenly in trouble. And Shriver posted something about the Great Replacement Theory. Now, if you've been living under a rock, what is that? The Great Replacement Theory is this theory that progressives, Democrats, are trying to replace white people with people of other colors, minorities, through immigration. Now, Shriver had the absolute uh, evil intent of pointing out, hey, this is kind of happening. And uh, so State House Speaker Joe Tate not only called the post blatantly racist, but he even claimed that it uplifts a dangerous and tortured narrative that fosters violence and instability and contributes to a hostile environment. Do you notice what he said there? His post was violent. That's really what he was saying. Contributes to a violent and hostile environment. In other words, your words are dangerous. Your posts are dangerous. We must control your speech. He also took a name at Shriver personally. Representative Shriver has a history of promoting debunked theories and dangerous rhetoric that jeopardizes the safety of Michigan residents and contributes to a hostile and uncomfortable environment for others. Uncomfortable. Too sad for you. The House of Representatives is the people's house, and all Michiganders should look upon this body and take pride in how we conduct ourselves. And, of course, Gov Governor Gretchen Whitmer, just the font of sobriety, claimed Shriver used abhorrent rhetoric that goes against our state and national values. And even some of the Republicans piled on the guy. Stand strong, bud. And he's not backing down. Good for him. He's not apologizing. He's standing firm. And good for him. And from what I gather, the guy's a Christian, good moral values. He merely was making a point. And this is a lesson for you guys when you're posting online. A, be ready. Whatever you post is going to stay there, and it's going out to the public. You may receive backlash. So be ready for that. But B... Be willing to stand on what you said. And don't back down when the mob comes for you. Don't decide all of a sudden, oh, I mean, they attacked me, so I must be wrong. Or you're convicting them. And it's funny because we've watched this whole Great Replacement Theory thing happen in a couple of different venues. And I think it was Van Jones from CNN attacked somebody for talking about Great Replacement Theory when he himself months ago was talking about how we need to replace white people so it's like they it's coming out of their own lips it really is and if you look at the numbers something is going on and if you looked at what happened in europe during that whole thing something was going on now i'm not going to get into the deep of it but driver keep going bud keep pushing forward all right we ready for the next one yeah. Megan Rapinoe. Do you guys know about her? Rapino, Rapinoe, Rap Rapino. She she said that like I got like an injury, so that this proves that God doesn't exist. That's what that's Exactly. That's what I heard. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. In her final game, 
right before retirement, she suffered an Achilles injury. So now I'm not a religious person or anything, and if there was a God, this is proof that there isn't. Now, she made those remarks. Of course, Christians came out, and she mocked Christians for being upset about the comments. Somebody needs to check on the Christians. They're not okay, smart snart. They also missed the whole joke, but okay. Don't act like you're surprised by me making this joke about what happened or finding a dig. Who, who's it at? God, myself, religion, the world? I don't know. It's just funny. And then she went on to say that some people celebrated her injury and those people are in a special place in hell. So I'm just thinking about my teammates coming over and of course it's sad, but it's also like, I don't know. It's kind of just like life. We want these perfect stories and I'm like a controversial figure and having people low-key celebrate it. But then also be so disingenuous about it that the part is kind of funny too. I'm like, wow, you guys are in a special place in hell that you're celebrating this. So I remember when the injury happened and I remember when she said something to the effect of it's proof there's no God. And I chuckled a little bit of, or it's proof there is. And (laughs) you, you focused your career, especially the later part of your career on something that had nothing to do with soccer. You planted your flag in a completely political arena. You left soccer. You didn't even care about it. You could say you did, but you didn't. And then your last game is an injury, so you can't finish on top. I'm not saying that's the justice of God. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, you look at it as there must not be a God because, you know, I didn't get fairy tale ending. Or you've been flying the middle finger in his face for so long, God finally had a little laugh on your expense and said, fine, you won't finish. <laughs> like, the, the arrogance and the gall that, and, and this is what we do, and I want you guys to pay attention to this. In your own life, we're the hero of our own story. And if you're not careful, you'll shape God to have to uplift you as the hero of your own story. So then anything bad that happens is actually a a unreconcilable event or God will never punish you. And especially if you have the arrogance against God, but then you turn around and say, but God owed me this and didn't give it to me, So therefore, he must not be real. Be careful of the pride that we carry where we decide that God is always 100%, no matter what, with us. Because we as sinful fallen beings will not 100% always be in his will, especially we cannot be in his will if we do not accept him, if we do not have faith in him. Now, I'm sure there are strong, mature Christians who are like, I'm always in God's will. Always is a dangerous word. There are probably times where you're not because you're going with the flesh. Remember, the flesh is at war with the spirit. So there will be times where your flesh is fighting your spirit, and your flesh may win a battle or two. So be careful of this prideful position of, oh, well, it all should align for me because God is, 
here to make things perfect for me, to end the fairy tale on a good note. The end, everybody lived happily ever after. And that's really what she did here. Be careful you don't do that, because then you set up expectations in your own life, and if he doesn't meet those expectations, then suddenly something's wrong. We have to be ready for the fact that God has his own will and purpose, and he will certainly take care of us, but this life is a vapor. It's a short life. And we got to be careful of those expectations of, that we set on him, that he's looking at us going, I'm, I never told you that. I never promised you that. I never told you I'd give that to you. I don't think God ever told Megan, you're going to have a really strong finish to your career. I don't think so. So, but, you know, at the same time, I really do hope Megan figures out God. I do. I pray for that. And I'm not trying to, like, Christian, righteous, more holy than thou type thing. I'm really saying, like, somebody like that who's, she's obviously disgruntled. She's obviously unhappy. Because she set her sights in bitterness against everything and everyone. And I'm praying, girl, I pray you find the Lord because true contentment and satisfaction is on the other side of that. And you can reject that. But Jesus died for you, just like he died for me, just he died, like he died for all of us. It's up to us to accept it. I, I was in just as horrible, if not worse, of a position than you were before I accepted that gift. Once I accepted it, the only reason I'm righteous is because of Christ. There's nothing in me that's good except what he has placed in me. All right. Now, we have a little sponsor, Energy Ops LLC. 843-263-1724. If you're in the Charleston, South Carolina area and you need electrical work, these are the people for you. They're they're faith-filled family, small business, godly values, veteran-owned, amazing people. I I wish they lived at the Treasure Coast. So, little shout out to Energy Ops. You guys can move down here. You can come be with us. You know, come on down to the Treasure Coast. The water's warm. Uh, but for now, in the Charleston, South Carolina area, Energy Ops LLC. Go check them out. Go to their website. Give them some love. Give them some business. Uh, I still am planning on having him come down here. So if you're in the Treasure Coast, you need some electrical work, reach out to me. Let's get it finished, all right? Okay. How you doing, boys? You, you surviving? Yeah. All right. Well, since your dad's away, yeah, I get to do what I want. <laughs> nice. I, I really get to do what I want anyways, but yeah. especially today. Um, this is going to be a bit of a forged special. Um, don't forget the book, guys. Go get the book. Help support the forge. So what is the forge? And, and I'm not taking over the self-evident airways. Uh, what this is, is this is really a project that was birthed um, because of self-evident. And it's something on my heart for a long time. And it's something that I think is really useful. 
And I want to be able to speak, especially to men, but parents as well, and help you get the tools you need to develop a better life for you and your family. I am a firm believer that God is not just interested in the spiritual. He's interested in the physical as well. And I think sometimes we, we focus on the spiritual and we actually think that this world, since it's not our kingdom, that there's no positive possible while we're here. There's no blessing, no abundance, no peace. I'm not saying that every single day you should be walking in blessing, abundance, and peace financially or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is I truly believe that you can improve your situation. And it actually is a biblical concept, a scriptural value of when you align with Christ, you interact with the world in a healthier way. And Christ was the perfect image of that interacting with the world in a very healthy way because he saw things spiritually. And one of the things I want to talk about today is this idea of autopilot parenting. And I think if we think about it, parents, we do it. Kids, your parents have probably done it and you don't even realize they're doing it because you're on autopilot. It's just like it is what it is, right? And what do you mean by autopilot, Mike? I want you to think about this, parents. Kids, you can think about this too. Parent comes home, they throw their keys on the counter, mom's trying to get dinner ready, dad tells the kids to do something, they all sit down, they eat, they get finished, dad kind of looks at the kids, oh, what'd you do today? Oh, that's cool, that's good. Dad kind of looks at his phone, mom does her thing, she cleans up a little bit, she sits down, she looks at her phone, talk a little bit amongst yourselves, and then go to bed. And then get up and do it again. This is autopilot parenting. And the problem is we do it and we slip into it so easily. And I am not casting stones at anybody. I do it myself. I get home from work. I know I've got to put on my dad hat. I put it on. But when my kids come to me, I want to play. Let's do this, blah, blah, blah. There's a big part of me that's like, I have no drive to do this right now. And autopilot takes over. I can't do it right now. Now, maybe later. Let's do that another day. Parents, how many of you have given that response? Again, I'm not condemning. But what I'm saying is, it is something for us to think about of what are we doing when we get home? And why is this important? Because we are shaping the next generation. Those kids in that Spain news bit, think about those parents. Those parents are definitely on autopilot. Or they're going the whole wrong way and driving off a cliff. And if you guys have anything, by all means, feel free to bump in. But this whole autopilot parenting thing, the question is, are you actively or passively teaching your kids? And that's the difference between autopilot and actually driving and steering the ship. And men, I'm looking at you because you really are the driver of your family. Your kids are going to learn a lot just watching you. But the problem is we assume they're going to learn it all by that consumption. So we think, ah, well, you know, the kids saw me filling out the bills one time. So they'll learn how to fill out bills. But will they? Especially if you say, not now, not now, I'm filling out bills. 
What about if you actually sat them down and showed them? How much do you take them in in something you're doing? I know for me, my son, he loves to do projects with me around the house. And I want to include him, but there are times where I just, I got to get this done. I got, shame on me. I'm so focused on the time that I just want to get it done, do it fast, that I'm not teaching him while I'm doing it. So while I'm patching a wall or replacing a screen, because those seem to happen all the time in my house, I, I'm not, if I'm changing oil, changing a tire or whatever, those are all small projects that he should be invested in, that I should be teaching him how to do. When mom and I are paying the bills, we should be already talking to him about, we pay this much for this bill because that keeps the power on. We pay this much for that. And when you do that, not only do you include your kids in what you're doing, not only are you raising them up to become sufficient at these tasks when they leave the house, but you're also showing them that you're investing in them. I've got a list of, I don't know, it's like 50, 60 things of, did you such and such with your child today, right? And stuff like, did you teach your son about investing? Did you teach your son about paying bills? Did you teach your son how to change a light bulb, how to change oil, how to change a tire? All Stuff we tend to just, it flies over our head. But I challenge you parents this week, think about what would it be like to you to turn off the autopilot and invest in your kid? And the number one dangerous thing that will keep you in autopilot mode is your phone. Oh, no, he's attacking the phone. Yes, I'm attacking the phone. Because we see the phone as an escape. Oh, finally, I can just rest and relax. I actually caught myself doing it last night. Usually I'm pretty darn good about my phone around the kids. But how easy it is to slip into the temptation. I was laying on the couch because I'm, I'm busted up right now. I just got surgery on my arm. And so I'm laying on the couch. And my middle child is playing trucks. And I could be paying attention to him. But I'm doing this. And I caught myself because it was like, wait a second. I'm showing him as a physical example that whatever's on that screen on that phone is more important than him. Now, I'm not saying you follow your kids around 24-7 and you're always invested in everything they're doing. But that phone so easily will show your kids what is actually important in your life. You're telling yourself, I'm going to relax and just stare at my phone. What you're telling the rest of your family is, I'm shutting all of you out and I'm just going to stare at this little thing because that's more important. And it's addicting. It's so addicting. And I say that as commiserating with you, it is so addicting when you put it in front of your face. And an hour goes by, and it feels like it was two minutes. But the problem is, you're not invested in anything. So my challenge to you this week is, when you get home, fathers especially, or mothers, you get home, you're tired, I want you to take a deep breath and think about, how do I invest in my family? Husbands, how many real intentional conversations are you having with your wife? Every night, are you having intentional conversations with your wife or are you on autopilot? How many intentional conversations are you having with your kids? 
Or are you on autopilot? How many things are you showing your kids? Or are you on autopilot? Are you delving into their world at all? And I assure you, if you get this right, and you start delving into the lives of your family, men, it will reap rewards. There'll be cohesion. There'll be understanding. There'll be reconciliation. There'll be obedience. Plenty of kids act out and are disobedient because they're not getting the attention they want, the attention they feel they need. One of my sons the other day flat out said, I need attention right now. It was like, I gave him props. Cool. I appreciate you saying that because you're actually voicing what you're feeling instead of acting out to try and get the attention. And so with this autopilot parenting, I want you to catalog this week. And this is a short podcast. We're going to end it. I want you to catalog this week. What autopilot parenting are you doing? And where could you be investing in your kids to raise them up to be able to handle the world? Could you imagine if your kids, by the time they were 13, knew how to invest in stocks, knew how to handle retirement money, knew how to pay bills, knew how to fill out checks, knew how to start a business. Uh, we're actually talking to my oldest. He's six. He wants to start a business. And so we're talking to him about it. And we're talking to him about investment. And we're talking to him about product costs. And we're talking to him about you know, pricing, sales, and all of that. And so he's starting to gather, what does it mean to own a business? Let me know how this goes for you. Reach out. You can email me at becomeforged at gmail.com. Email me. Let me know how it goes. What did you focus on and what did you grow in this week knowing you're not going to autopilot your parenting anymore? Now, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Buy yourself some merch. It helps us get where we're going. We have a donation tab. Click the donation tab. Become a monthly supporter. You help produce content like this. You help us get to places like Nevada. We've got the homeschool conventions coming up. We're building product for you. We could use the support, so please prayerfully consider becoming a monthly sponsor. If you're already a monthly sponsor, I want to challenge you of, could you raise your monthly sponsorship? Maybe it's five more dollars a month. Anything helps. But really seek the Lord of like, is the Lord calling you to increase this year in faith? Now, at the end of the day, I don't care where you give it. I care that you give in obedience to what the Lord's called you to. So next Friday, Massey will be back. I'm Mike. I got the boys going. Yes, sir. Yes. All right. I hope you guys have a great day. Do not forget autopilot parenting. Turn it off. Let me know how it goes. Becomeforged at gmail.com. All right. You guys have a great weekend. Love y'all.